0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John and this is our slash tales from tech support. Auntie Reddit and I went to a nice little wedding this weekend. Enjoyed ourselves, got to travel a little bit. The cooler weather that just came on over the last couple days means that I get to wear my old outfits again. I like wearing my shorts and sneakers and stuff, but I'm way more comfortable in jeans. So now I get to hide my chicken legs. Yep, let's read some stories. I could have done that. A story about an uninterruptible power supply. I am one of the one or two techs at my company who covers two hardware regions. The first is my home location and the second is well over an hour away. Naturally, when a proper hardware issue comes up in the secondary location, it's a real pain to coordinate a visit since we've been short staffed for the last eight months. The users at these distant locations don't ever seem to understand that I can't just drop everything to waste half a day to head out there and back unless something's on fire. I was enjoying a good stretch of time where I hadn't had any issues at the secondary region. So it was about time that something were to come up. It came in from a failing UPS unit, uninterruptible power supply for the uninitiated. After speaking with both my supervisors and the hardware lead, we all agreed that due to our current staffing condition, we would mail the UPS directly to the location and I would walk them through switching the unit over the phone. I can already hear your collective groans. But do remember that this would essentially be me driving one and a half hours one way to walk in and spend five minutes swapping the unit over before driving back. The company didn't want to reimburse me for the miles traveled and they didn't want me away from my desk. I relayed this to the location manager who is immediately, I don't know how else to put this, terrified. He's not angry. He's not frustrated. He's afraid. As if the mere mention of doing anything remotely technical caused him absolute terror. He begins to almost plead that I drive out and do it myself, that nobody at the location has any idea how to do this. I assure him it isn't difficult and as long as they follow my instructions it'll take 5 minutes max to square everything away. Note, I did mention this to my supers who doubled down and said just do it over the phone anyway. I would have driven out if they gave me the green light but they didn't. The manager reluctantly agrees but says he will not be there the morning this needs to happen and that the senior user will make the swap instead. He gives me their cell number and we arrange a time first thing in the morning. I let the network team and admins know this location will be showing as down at this time and to ignore the alerts. I had an extra new UPS unit in my office and it's a good thing I did because this unit was slightly different in its setup than what I had used in the past. No, not more difficult to set up. It's much, much easier. No need to plug in a cable, you simply flip the battery over and plug it in. Keep this in mind. The next morning I called the senior user five minutes earlier than we had scheduled. And it's a good thing I did. Turns out this user had gone rogue and unplugged the old UPS unit well before I called. Took the new one out of the box and had been waiting for who knows how long. Meaning the location had gone dark for that entire duration. I was a little horrified but undaunted. I started walking him through the instructions. Flipped the unit on its side and removed the side slash bottom panel. For some reason this took him a good two minutes. Finally, it was off. Good. Now pull the battery out, flip it over, and turn it around so the white arrows are pointing into the unit. The following silence began to last far too long, and I got nervous. I asked, how's it looking? He says, I'm peeling off the stickers. (laughs) Icy horror. No, I didn't say do that. You need to put them back exactly how they were. There are arrows indicating the proper side we need to slide into the machine. A deep, deep sigh, followed by two more minutes of messing around. By some form of divine intervention, he was able to get the stickers on right again. I said, okay, now put the battery green side up, back into the UPS. The arrows show you which way to put it in. Two more minutes of silence. I ask if he's okay. Yes, he says. Another minute, and another minute. Finally, he says, okay, it's in. Great, I say, now put the cover panel back on. Five minutes follow of him grunting and muttering until he goes, it's not going back on. Confused, I asked him to send me a picture. To my utter horror, he has somehow jammed the battery backwards into the machine and got it stuck there. The bits of plastic that are used to guide the battery in and keep it straight are now off center and causing the siding of the UPS to now bow outward. To top it all off, you can clearly see the white arrows poking out from the siding backwards with a big block text saying, insert this way. All right, I say. It's in backwards. You need to get it out and turn it around. Another deep sigh from him as if screwing up is my doing. Seven minutes of the most miserable muttering I've ever heard from a human being follow. And then, why can't someone just come out here and do this? I think to myself, because typically this is very hard to screw up this badly. I don't say anything out loud. A few moments later, he's simply unable to get this battery out. I tell him, all right, put the other UPS unit back the way it was. Thankfully, this was the only thing he was able to do right, and the location came back online. While the UPS couldn't hold a battery on its own, when plugged in like this, it becomes a glorified surge protector. Again, for the uninitiated. I ask if there's anyone else on location to help us. He says, no, I'm the only one here. Which is strange because this location is due to open now in 15 minutes. I tell him we'll think of another course of action and to leave everything as is. Before I hang up, he says, what about the keyboard? Uh... What keyboard? My keyboard. What about your keyboard? Where do I plug it in? I'm not sure what you're talking about. I had to unplug my keyboard. How do I get it back in? You what? The keyboard for your station? Yes. Don't ask me why this person unplugged his keyboard when his computer was nowhere near the UPS closet. I say you plug it into the USB port, the rectangle looking one. There are ports in the front and back. Another five minutes goes by. More muttering, more cursing from him. I try to talk to him as he seems to have had me on speakerphone, but there's no answer. I call out to him several more times. Finally, he says, Can you hear me? Turns out he thought speakerphone has an unlimited range and was yelling at the phone a good distance away, thinking I could hear him. I tell him to keep the phone close and I'll continue helping him. He then proceeds to walk far, far away from the phone. Four more times, and every time I tell him not to. Then he says the keyboard is plugged in and still isn't working. Just come down here and fix everything. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you got that right. Can you send me another picture? I ask. I then receive the picture of his desktop and I immediately see a pattern. A real modus operandi. This man has taken the keyboard's USB plug and jammed it into a display port. And while he claimed it was plugged in, you can clearly see the plug is three quarters of the way out of the port and at an extreme angle. While I'm explaining this, he begins yelling at someone else. We're not open yet. I stop and listen. Silence. Then he tells me, I have to go. There's a gas leak. The fire station is here. (laughs) I just kind of stare at the phone for a beat. He then yells at me and send someone down here. Click. At this point, I'm reaching that glorious state of mind beyond anger and frustration, which leads into hysterical incredulity. Incredul- Yeah, whatever. If there really was a gas leak, I later found out there wasn't. Luckily, this new model of UPS doesn't require plugging in a cable that could potentially spark. I began to wonder if he somehow hit a valve or pipe or something, but nothing came of this peripheral situation. Just another super fun speed bump. So at this point, I steady myself and begin the process of emailing my supervisors with all the details. I show them the pictures he sent me of the botched battery job and the keyboard, and my supervisors say, How the hell did he manage that? True to corporate fashion, a decision on resolving this matter wasn't reached until that afternoon. At first, they wanted me to drive over the same day. After all, I wouldn't have gotten home until much later in the evening, well beyond my normal hours. I would have done it if they'd asked. I wanted to see this senior user in person after all, but at the same time, I didn't want to cave to his demands of forcing me to drive over for something so stupid. What ended up happening was that one of my supers said they were headed that way for business the next day and could stop by at the location to set the unit up themselves. Instead of that senior user being there, my super was led in by the MIA location manager, the one who was terrified of technology. My super told him what happened with the senior user. The location manager says, yeah, he gets like that. He gets like that? And you thought it was a good idea to have him in charge of this? Shoot, you thought it was a good idea to put someone like that in a senior position? Interesting. My super was able to remove the stuck battery in less than a minute and proceeds to show the location manager how to install the UPS. The location manager stares blankly for a moment and says, Oh, that was all? I could have done that. I don't think I've ever seen anybody that terrified of technology. I mean, hell, even my wife's not that afraid of technology. I mean, there's certain things she kind of gets a little whiny about, but she's still willing to try if you teach her. Also, I'm pretty sure this guy's never done a jigsaw puzzle successfully in his life. You know, the part may look close to being able to fit into that slot, but, uh... If you have to force it in, then you're doing something wrong. I mean, that's kind of one of life's little things. If you got to force it, you're not doing it correctly. Back up, take a breath, look at both pieces, turn it a couple ways, see which way it'll slide in. I don't know. Too much common sense in one place, I guess. That would be asking too much. File continues to get corrupted. I was doing some repair and refurbishing work and the client asked if i could figure something out for them on another machine i'll be me client will be client vendor will be vendor client hey while you're here we have this other line that goes down every week sometimes two or three times we narrowed it down to this single file cutting out a lot of banter basically the pc that runs the automation periodically shuts off unexpectedly it sometimes happens in parts of the plant but this machine is extra painful After booting back up, the software fails to load correctly. Reinstalling takes too long. After an expensive call to their vendor, they narrowed it down to this single random program file getting corrupted. Copying an uncorrupted file from a thumb drive is their solution now, but a manager with access isn't always available. I don't charge as much as the vendor does, so here I am. Me. Well, I mean, I could just write a script that copies that file over automatically on startup. It'll do it even if it doesn't need to, but it's insurance. Client. Curse words, are you serious? We asked vendor if they could do this and they said they would consider it in the next software patch. That was six weeks ago. Me, well, they're probably trying to figure out how they can charge you for the next software update. I slapped together a script to run at startup that copies a fresh program file from another directory to the affected location. We head to the machine in question and I find the PC on a shelf inside a cabinet with less than great ventilation. Tucked in the corner on the floor, I spot a UPS with lots of lights. I don't pay attention. Luckily, the manager has access to the admin account. I get everything in place, test it out for function's sake by holding down the power button and prove to the client. I return the thumb drive to the client and ask him how many other machines are running the same vendor brand of software that unexpectedly loses power. Client, all of them. We only have 22 machines running a different vendor software and none of them have this problem. The client points them out and they're in an isolated area of the warehouse. So maybe they're clear. I still didn't like that only this machine corrupts a program file, so I decided to take a closer look at the PC and UPS. I went to the UPS first and discovered that both batteries had swollen so much they couldn't be removed without dismantling it. Apparently the UPS was sending shutdown commands to the PC, which is why they were more frequent on this machine. I showed this to the client. Me with a very exaggerated tone. Hey, did you know this UPS is shutting down your machine and corrupting your file? Client. <laughs> yeah right. Me, I think it's worth checking the machines that lose power. The UPS might look the same as this. Does your vendor supply these? They're in their cabinet. Client, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll get the parts team over. Can we check? Can you remove that script and backup file to see what happens if you just pull the plug? Me, you want me to deliberately remove power to a running piece of company equipment? Client, it'll happen eventually anyway. I'll pull the plug, you just remove the script. So I remove the script and the safe copy of the program file. Reboot for posterity's sake to show that the software continues to automatically log in looking for a job. The manager unplugs and replugs the PC. We boot it up, and it continues to automatically log in looking for a job. Client asked me to verify the script is removed, and of course it is. Parts team verifies that these UPSs are supplied by vendor. The failed slash failing UPS across the warehouse was something like 40 to 50%. They didn't complete their count yet. We ended up finding an identical model that had good batteries and set it up with the problem PC. Deliberately let the PC and peripherals drain the UPS until it shuts down. Plug the UPS back in and let the batteries charge and the PC boots up to the desktop without launching the software. Do the same on another machine and it's fine. The problem exists in one PC. Additional details. Although all the machines are running vendor software, every machine is unique. So is the software. If I had to guess, Vendor has between 30 and 40 unique applications they wrote over the course of 20-ish years in this building. There are machines that do the same job but have different UIs because they were automated at different time periods. I don't understand why the shutdown command from a APC UPS corrupts Vendor's program file, but I guess I called it. The client was less than thrilled spending so much time chasing this. Client. Hey me, I think I found a bonus for you. It'll be part of the credit I get back from Vendor. I'm not sure I quite understand, except that I think I'm gathering that the vendor really screwed the pooch on this one by not keeping track of all the changes they're making over time, over 20 years. If I was the vendor, I probably would have gotten the company to pay for upgrades to the other machines so that everything is sort of up to date. We're not just throwing new hardware and new software in that really isn't super compatible with the old stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.